everybody. Welcome to Be A Travel Star Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Jeans. Every week, Be A Travel Star Podcast hears from community leaders, event organizers, and Salesforce ecosystem travelers who are moving and grooving around the world. Thanks for subscribing. And now, let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Zachary Jeans and welcome to Be A Travel Star Podcast. I'm your host and today we are joined by a very special guest, as is all of our guests. Today we're joined by Alex Sutherland. Alex is a good friend of mine. Um, Alex is a Salesforce MVP and Alex also serves in the military on uh, various you know, duty uh, times throughout the uh, years. And he is also an active member of the Idea Exchange and the Vet Force community. And today we're going to talk to him about those things and more. We're also going to chat with him about Philly Force, which is one of the longest running Salesforce ecosystem community led events held every year in Philadelphia. And so just want to give a warm round of applause and a welcome to you, uh, to you, Alex. Could say hello. Thanks so much for having me, Zachary. It's great to uh, be chatting with you about all this uh, stuff that I'm so passionate about. Awesome, man. So, yeah, what I would love to find out from you straight up is maybe people don't know your Salesforce story. What, how in the world did you get involved with Salesforce, and when did that happen? And, you know, this is long before VetForce, I assume. And um, did your military have anything to do with your involvement with Salesforce, or what were the things that came around for you to get involved in this amazing ecosystem and platform? Yeah, thanks. I love to tell the story because it's it's really such a uh, um, such a, uh, a really a, a common story among uh, so many of us in the Salesforce Ohana and community and the accidental admin. Um, uh, group uh, that that's uh, you know a lot of people's uh, journey into the Salesforce uh, ecosystem and community. But um, <clears throat> so I, I, I joined uh, the National Guard uh, very early. Um, I was fresh out of high school and my, I was 17, so my mom had to sign my enlistment paperwork <laughs> so that wow. I could join because I was under 18. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was kind of funny, but I uh, had to get mom's permission to join the military. But uh, so I, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I was doing my reserve duty and a, a little bit active duty here and there, reserve duty, and um, it was the beginning of uh, this uh, uh, of the, the last decade, <laughs> and uh, so obviously a lot of um, <clears throat> big changes in, in world events and so on at the time, and um, so I I had already started working in the IT uh, um, industry in kind of traditional on-premise IT. Uh, part-time and I, w I wasn't sure that was what I wanted to do and so I was going to school um, thanks to uh, the National Guard uh, educational assistance and trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, <clears throat> with my life and career and uh, the the my National Guard service definitely helped me um, expand my horizons and learn a lot of things that uh, I've really uh, been blessed by to, to be developed personally um, but, uh, you know, so a lot of the skills that I learned in the military weren't directly applicable to, uh, to most civilian careers. Um, it was more kind of principles and habits and things like that. Sure, so, sure. so, um, 
Fast forward a few years, uh, I finally finished my college degree because I got interrupted with my military service a few times and um, landed my first real job kind of after college uh, full time. And it was with a small technology startup here in the Philadelphia uh, suburbs. And um, they were using, uh, this was 2005, and they were using Salesforce for CRM. And, and they were doing similar things to Salesforce uh, and in as a software as a service company before the SaaS term was really popularized. You know, nobody, mm. they were still calling themselves an application service provider, <laughs> which wasn't really true, um, the best term for it. And, and so that was right around the time that the term SaaS was, was coming uh, into uh, fluency. And um, <clears throat> so they were using Salesforce, but they weren't using it very well. Um, and uh, it was a small startup. I was employee number 20 something. And, and uh, it was very ad hoc and, you know, kind of everybody, in the pool and let's just figure out and serve the customer. So I was in customer support and I started using, you know, got taught the basics of how to log calls with customers in Salesforce. That was a really neat tool. Hmm. But boy, it'd be, it'd be great um, for us in, in customer support if we had some, some additional fields to capture some information about our interactions with our customers. And so I went to my boss, um, the uh, customer service uh, manager and <clears throat> said, Hey, you know, could we add some fields to this uh, to capture some? He's like, Oh, great. Here, be the admin. I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. So like a month in the job, here I am find myself as the accidental Salesforce administrator. And um, so I was like, wow. So I started exploring it and you know, any, I, you know, work kind of started working overtime to figure out this tool and all the other tools that we had to use to support our customers. And uh, I was like, man, this is a really customizable platform. And it's all on the web. It's so easy to use. It's, uh, it, it's really um, it's unlike anything I'd encountered before in my, in my travels <laughs> in technology or life, you know. And so I was like, this is really neat. And <clears throat> so I started doing research online and um, found uh, that there was a user group that had just started. My good friend, Linda Johnson, um, was one of the co-founders of one of the first user groups in the country or the world, really, for Salesforce, the Philadelphia user group. And um, providentially, it met at the building right next door to the building I worked in. So all I had to do was walk across the parking lot to the next building over, and there was a, this little uh, core group of like seven people. If we had seven to nine people show up, we were like, woohoo, it's a big meeting, you know. <laughs> we filled up the conference room at this office and uh, we would just talk about Salesforce and what we were learning and doing with it. So, um, so that was how I got my start and uh, started experimenting with it and doing crazy things like mashing up Google Maps and Salesforce before most, you know, that was something that most mm -hmm. people thought was even possible to do. <laughs> and, and it took some real hacky uh, stuff with S controls and JavaScript and all sorts of things to make it work. But it was, it was exciting and, and, and fun. And um, so I, uh, I continued to experiment and, and um, do things to, to increase our efficiency at the company I worked with, with Salesforce. And uh, we did some neat little mashups and integrations with our production systems and stuff and saved, I think, hundreds of man hours for the company, maybe even thousands over time uh, doing that. And so I became really passionate about it as a platform for innovating uh, in, in uh, business and operations and organizations. So the company that hosted that Salesforce user group was a, a very small startup consulting firm in the Salesforce space. And um, a year and a half later, I went to him and said, hey, I'd really like to do the Salesforce thing full time because it's, you know, we're a small company. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't enough um, warrant for a full time Salesforce administrator at the company I was with. And they're like, hey, we're hiring people. I said, do you know any companies that need a Salesforce admin? And I said, well, we need a consultant. So why don't you join us? So I decided to make the leap and uh, probably the, 
you know, very happy I made that decision because, you know, 10 plus years later, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting to all sorts of really fascinating things in the Salesforce ecosystem. So yeah, that's how I got my start. And uh, wow. it's been an amazing uh, journey of just kind of, you know, riding the wave since then. <laughs> so. so right away, so right away, you know, you had been involved with obviously the military and your duty and serving in National Guard. And, uh, you know, in and out, you, you, you focused and you kept working towards your degree, you get your degree, and then you're introduced to this thing called Salesforce, but really from an end user standpoint, like you're using Salesforce right. for customer service. And of course, yeah. back in 2005, it was, you know, Salesforce had its limitations, although, as you pointed out, it was quite, it was a lot better than a lot of the, uh, you know, on-prem software that was available, merely for yeah. the fact that it was a lot more nimble. Yes. Um, there may have been more features on on-prem, but you know, you might not need 80, 90% of them and you know, kind of locked into that. So, yeah. so then if I gathered correctly, then as you're getting involved, then you're invited to this user group with Linda Johnson, who is now an MVP. Yes. Linda. Yes. New MVP. Uh, it's great. Wonderful. Uh, if you want to follow Linda, her Twitter handle is um, at SF Godmother. And she yep. really is. She really is the godmother of Salesforce. She's been around the ecosystem for 15 plus years. Yep. And uh, that's wonderful. She, she had started one of the first user groups. And so um, then you find yourself uh, getting the opportunity. What was that, 2008, 2009 to become a consultant? Yeah, two thousand no, two thousand seven, uh, exactly. January two thousand seven. Uh, uh, all those dates are burned in my memory. No, <laughs> August two thousand five was when I first logged into Salesforce, and January two thousand seven is when I started my journey in the partner force ecosystem. So, um, uh, yeah, very early on, and uh, in Salesforce, and right around that time, I think it was two thousand six, two thousand seven is when the idea exchange really came to fruition, and I discovered that while I was still a Salesforce admin a customer, and had a a lot of passion about how they could continue to expand the, the flexibility of the platform and the power of the platform. So put a lot of ideas out there and continued to um, gather new ideas as I interacted with many more customers as a consultant and, and share those. And I was really excited to have that platform. Uh, even if, you know, I was, I didn't mind if Salesforce never delivered any of my ideas or responded to them. I was just happy to have a public forum to share my ideas and see what other users and, and admins and customers thought about them. So that was really empowering and, and very refreshing because I'd never encountered another uh, technology company or really any company for that matter that, that had such a uh, transparent public forum for feedback. And also I want to circle back your, your point about, you know, kind of how did Salesforce and, and the military, you know, back in 2005, there was, the cloud was very, very untrusted and new. And, and even for most of the first decade of this, you know, the, the last decade, it, there wasn't um, a lot of trust in it or, or people thought like, oh, well, we'll never have anything seriously mission critical running on the cloud. That's only for stuff that's like, oh, you know, sales and marketing stuff that doesn't really matter or something like that, you know, which has obviously um, changed uh, those, those percep perceptions of the change, thankfully. And but what was great about Salesforce um, as a career path in conjunction with my reserve military service was that uh, Salesforce is so agile and flexible. And with a lot of traditional technology projects, you've got a multi-year timeline and all this big, you know, old school waterfall approach to things. And if you stepped away from it um, for a period of time for some, some duty had performed, coming back in, it would be a, a lot of work to get back up to speed. And you, you, you'd have a hard time delivering value um, 
uh, in, in short increments. And what I really enjoyed about uh, consulting the Salesforce ecosystem and still do is I can deliver value so quickly. And if I do have to step away for some military service, um, public service of some kind, <clears throat> it's very easy for me to get back up to speed uh, with the project, with the customers, with the requirements, and, and deliver value really quickly with the platform. Hmm. And uh, so I, I kind of hope that someday I could help the public sector, help the military to be so agile with their information technology. Mm -hmm. And it's really exciting for me now. I just started my journey in the public sector space now earlier this year with that's Mill Corporation. Right. That's kind of big news. I mean, I, yeah. I know you personally. So um, Alex, tell us, so where were you at before you were at Serum Science where we did some work together uh, there for a few mm -hmm. um, where, where are you now? Yeah, so being here, I joined a company called the Mill Corporation, and they've uh, been a, a long-standing, many-decade provider in the public sector space of information technology and engineering, um, and uh, project management, financial services to the public sector, the federal government in particular. And um, they they're growing a Salesforce practice, and a Salesforce team is doing some really innovative work um, with International Trade Administration, and now we're starting to work with some other agencies. Um, to deliver a, a lot of innovation and, and uh, digital transformation to uh, the public sector and, and uh, government agencies. That's outstanding. That's outstanding. Hey, one question I do have, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break. But I'd love sure. to hear. Um, so you you did sort of uh, fly by it, and and um, I'm alluding towards your uh, your form of duty. Could you could you tell us a little sure. bit about um, what you've done in the military? Tell us. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with uh, aspects of the military, maybe just kind of um, flush some things out. Like what what uh, you work in the reserves, so it's not like yeah. you're on active duty all the time. But when you talk about doing a deployment or or something, um, uh, could you give us a sense of what those uh, uh, terms usually are? Is that we're talking five days, or are we talking months? Um, you know, give us just an idea of what your military uh, career has been, and 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 maybe it just touch how that maybe impacted your Salesforce journey so far. Sure, yes, absolutely, thank you. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I am in a very, I've had a very interesting career path. A lot of people aren't aware you can even follow. Um, the, the National Guard is the, the militia of the states of this country, and, and there's an Army component to it, an Air Force component. So I signed up with the Air Force component. I've always loved airplanes as long as I can remember and always wanted to work on them. So I started in aircraft maintenance as an enlisted uh, <coughs> aircraft maintainer and did that for many years. Um, and, and things changed with, uh, with my unit. They uh, lost the airplanes that we had, and, and so I transferred to another unit. I always wanted to be a pilot and, and be an aviator. So Wait, they lost them? Where, what they, uh, yeah, the, them when, in 2005, the Base Realignment Closure Commission, they kind of moved all the pieces around oh, okay. the Air Force okay. and the military. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we, we had to give up our airplanes to someone else. <laughs> yeah, and airplanes get old, and they need to be you know, sure. retired or, or replaced or, or renovated, things like that. So, so yeah, I, I say we lost our airplanes. We, we had to give them up to someone else. And um, so I wanted to stay with, with airplanes, so I, I transferred to another unit. Um, and, uh, and, and so I, you go through periods of training where you're on active duty for boot camp and then technical training to be an aircraft maintenance person. Then you need to go on exercises to maintain your currency. And then we do our traditional one week in a month. People think of the reserves or the guard as one week in a month, two weeks a year, which sure, sure. is kind of the baseline commitment. But there's generally more that you need to do, especially in the modern era. And... Um, so, and there's opportunities, you know, you can uh, do kind of more or less. You have to do a minimum amount. You can do more if you, if you volunteer to. And um, so, uh, 
so I, I did my initial training. It was a, several months of active duty and then went into my, my guard. But then we've had deployments overseas to support various operations around the world, obviously, in, in over the past uh, decade and a half plus now. And uh, so I've been to, to multiple locations um, in, in sure. uh, the... Uh, the other side of the world, the Middle East, and, and so on. <clears throat> but um, it's all been, you know, very eye-opening. I'm very thankful to have had the opportunity to see so many parts of the world. It, it's um, something I wish more people in our country, in particular, had the opportunity to do to see what life is like, particularly in some of those really um, uh, austere parts of the world um, that we've had to go to in, in recent history, uh, because it really does give you a, a different perspective on life here in this country and life in other places. And, you know, I think more immersion and more dialogue between different cultures and things is, is so valuable. And so I'm thankful that I've had that experience, even though it's been somewhat, you know, uh, in a lens of being through the military, you know, I've really appreciated being, you know, getting some connection with other cultures and so on. Mm. And that's something that in, in past decades, the National Guard and Reserve didn't really get the opportunity to do. So, it's it's been an enriching experience for me. So um, I pursued becoming a, in, in the reserves. You you apply to become a, a pilot or an aviator um, in the Air Force in the Air National Guard. So I I did that, um, and it turned out that they needed some navigators, which are close to pilots but not quite. So I would be in the cockpit of a of a cargo plane and give uh, the pilot directions on how fast to fly, where to fly to. Um, to accomplish the mission and be on time, things like that. So I, I got selected for that and took uh, two and a half years uh, off, essentially, from working in the Salesforce ecosystem to go through active duty for training for that. So um, that really kind of changed my career and started over to an extent, and a lot happened in the Salesforce ecosystem in that time period. Um, and uh, when so was that? that was uh, 2011. Uh, uh, and uh, through 2013, um, at the end of 2011, and through most of 2013, and kind of came back into the Salesforce ecosystem in 2014. Mm. Um, and I started the Philly Force Developer User Group right before I left for that active duty training. So I kind of got it started and handed it over to some other folks to run. We can talk about that later. Um, and uh, and uh, came back 2014 and got plugged back in and, and have been uh, – uh, trying to catch up ever since really but uh, yeah what a, huge, my journey. what a huge platform acceleration uh, yeah I think about 2011 uh through that 2014 period of course it ramps every year but you yeah. know i mean if folks want to remember you had made an allusion to s controls <laughs> yes <laughs> which is old school hey just quick bit of trivia what is an s control for our audience an s control was uh a way to deliver uh javascript code uh, into a Salesforce page layout or user interface uh, so that you could do some some code automation with Salesforce data or the the user interface and kind of manipulate the Salesforce user interface. Um, and I've got a great t-shirt from uh, Mike Creeden, a uh, Salesforce for Startups, uh, uh, Salesforce Accelerate um, founder, and uh, he's got calls back to the S-Force because it's, it's so neat, the Lightning uh, experience, Lightning components, Lightning component framework is really back to the S controls, but with a much richer set of features and and security and functionality that allows us to kind of do it the right way. Now, S controls is a little hacky and kind of, you know, uh, dark and, and uh, dark art, you know, and, and we had a lot of fun with that, but it wasn't particularly reliable and, and uh, safe always for, for users. And so um, it's neat to see that kind of come full circle and become a, a very important, a massively important part of the Salesforce platform now. Yeah, that's 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 great to hear the history there around that particular technology. 
And, you know, of course, since then, S-Controls, we had the development of the Apex language framework for Salesforce. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks don't know this, maybe, that have come into Salesforce in recent months or years. Uh, but Salesforce didn't always necessarily have its own sort of like working code base that you could, well, it was always built on code, but you couldn't necessarily operate with it the same way another software uh, platform had. And with Apex, yep. that was the case. And of course, with Visual Force pages and, and uh, extending the functionality of the standard objects and so forth. But now we're in this whole new era of components and lightning and and uh, you know we're talking about verticals. You're talking about government.gov. You're talking about uh, finance, healthcare. We're talking about um, you know of course um, how to serve particular groups like veterans and and um, and into a broader discussion about equality in the workforce. Um, mm -hmm. Alex, you've seen a lot in your time in the Salesforce ecosystem, and I want to talk to you about that. Um, let's take a minute here and let's uh, take a break. Uh, we're going to hear from Cloud Perks. Cloud Perks is the sponsor of Be a Travel Star podcast. I work with Cloud Perks, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, thanks. This is Zachary Jeans, and I want to talk to you very briefly about Cloud Perks. Cloud Perks is a Salesforce App Exchange app produced by Cloud Conversion. And Cloud Perks offers you incredible travel discounts. Anyone with a Salesforce login has access to these discounts that Cloud Conversion has negotiated with Priceline. You have amazing opportunities to save on hotel, flight, and rental car. So check out Cloud Perks. It's on the App Exchange, 29 five-star reviews and counting. And uh, let us know what you think. Thanks. And now let's get back to the episode. Hey, everybody. This is Zachary Deans, and welcome back. Uh, this is Be a Travel Star Podcast, and I'm your host, Zachary Jeans, and I'm joined today with my special guest, a good friend, Alex Sutherland. Uh, for those that want to follow Alex on Twitter, uh, it isn't Alex Sutherland on Twitter. It is Apex Sutherland. Apex being a reference, obviously, to Apex, the, the Salesforce coding language. Uh, it's not only limited to Salesforce, but it's it's closely tied. So Apex Sutherland, I love that play on words, Alex. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks so much for sticking around for another segment. Uh, we got a chance to talk with you about your involvement um, uh, with the reserves and uh, the air guard there and, and your deployments and your opportunities to get your education along the way. And, and then, of course, joining the Salesforce ecosystem back in 2005 and, um, and then trans transitioning uh, from being an end user slash accidental admin to a consultant. And here we are, here we are in uh, 2018, and gosh, so much has happened, obviously, in the growth of Salesforce. It is now, uh, they have a goal, they have a goal to be uh, in that $40 billion range here, not too far off, uh, and I think the long-term projection I saw, of course, is never-ending growth, but $60 billion year-on-year <laughs> -year, uh, revenue. Um, it, we've seen the platform grow. We've seen its various verticals grow. We've seen its programs grow. One program in particular I know you're passionate about, I'm, I'm very passionate about, is VetForce. And that's short for veterans and with a mashup there of Salesforce, VetForce, the force.com mm. platform. Um, so when you came in and when I came in, I didn't necessarily come into Salesforce from the veterans angle. I came in having been a truck driver having had a sister-in-law who was very involved in the community back in 2007 on, uh, uh, Brandy Colmer, and, and was introduced to it and followed it for a few years before I went all in. 
Um, and you yourself, of course, came in before there was a veterans program per se with Salesforce, with VetForce. Mm -hmm. um, but since then, both you and I have seen this program start and grow. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what your involvement has been with VetForce and, and maybe just some observations you have about it? And can you tell, tell folks just a little bit about what VetForce is? Certainly, yeah. So uh, I, I kind of accidentally discovered it myself. I think I was, I was watching a, a, a video about uh, Dreamforce, and uh, unfortunately, I've forgotten the year that was. I think it was uh, 2014, uh, perhaps 2015. And I noticed that they did a uh, uh, immersion day for a bunch of Salesforce uh, and partner force executives with the California Army National Guard on a Chinook helicopter from San Francisco down to um, to an international guard base down in the, the South Bay. I remember um, that. I remember that. And I, I saw that video as well. Dan Streetman was talking about it. He's now a yep. software. But Dan was an executive vice president at Salesforce for a yep. number of years. So, yeah, and military. military. Yes, yeah, yeah, U.S. Army veteran. And, um, yeah, so it was really, you know, Dan Streetman was the champion for it uh, at Salesforce. And, and it, it was, uh, it, it was you know, like a lot of the you know, amazing stories of, of how things have launched at Salesforce. Uh, you know, one person had a passion for it, and, and uh, they – the idea champion idea internally and the executive uh, suite said, Hey, that's great. We're, we're behind you run with it. And uh, so it's, it's uh, evolved and matured uh, in just an awesome way since then. So, um, so I saw that and I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm a national guard guy too. Like I want to, I want to be a part of this somehow. So I, I found you know, went out and found the community and joined it. And it was, uh, it was a passion project and, and uh, um, Solemn and Apirio were, were, um, uh, donating time and, and resources to help build out the community. Um, and I, I had, I'd been with a period of a short period of time and worked with, uh, Glenn Weinstein, the CTO there, who's, who's also a veteran. A Navy great veteran, guy, great guy. Yeah. Naval Academy grad. And, uh, uh, so uh, a lot of people that I kind of had relationships with throughout the years were, were involved in it. And it was neat to kind of see who was coming out of the woodwork as a veteran and, and saying, Hey, we, you know, we're passionate about Salesforce and our, our veteran service. And, um, we want to help other veterans because you know I would tell people what I did in the military over the years, and it was a very foreign concept. The cloud was the cloud, and you know it was I was doing a lot of educating in the military what this is all about because it's just something that wasn't on anybody's radar, particularly in the military. Um, uh, when I was uh, in the early uh, 2010s, um, and uh, so I was really excited to see this program born to help veterans understand uh, what the Salesforce platform was all about, what the Salesforce ecosystem uh, had to offer in terms of career opportunities. And um, so I, I got involved and, and started to correspond with the folks at Salesforce who were um, who were uh, kind of promoting the program and, and trying to get get traction with it and get, uh, get the word out about it is the biggest thing is just trying to get the word out. So I appreciate this opportunity to, with you to, to share that with, with your listeners. And, um, the, uh, particularly at that time, the military was going through budget cutbacks and there were a lot of people who were unexpectedly finding themselves, uh, out of the military before they expected to, and, and were sort of thrust into the civilian workforce without a lot of preparation or expectation of that. But there's also people who, uh, you know, they, they do their 20 years active duty and they retire and they, you know, they still need, they have some uh, earnings from their military retirement, but they need to uh, uh, find a civilian career to augment that, to support their families and provide for themselves. And, um, uh, and they have a lot of 
passion and they have a lot of drive and uh, mm. uh, they, they want to give back. They want to support. They want to be mission oriented. And uh, they need they need people to help them um, give them a, a hand up, you know, up, up over the, the cliff of learning how to take those skills they learn in the military and apply them to the civilian career, civilian life. And mm -hmm. um, the uh, there's there's still a, a big gap between the kind of systems and, and processes that you work with in the military and, and what you generally work with in the civilian world, even in a large organization or a large enterprise. So um, I saw the, the possibilities with this program and, and knowing how many, uh, how much opportunity there's in the Salesforce ecosystem and how many people we need uh, to, to deliver on the, the uh, promise and the, the, um, demand uh, that we have for innovation in the Salesforce ecosystem. There's there's so much more to be done and we have people to do it in the Salesforce ecosystem. And I have done a lot of recruiting for the companies I've worked for over the years and I desperately wanted um, a, a way to, uh, a program for people to plug into, particularly my my veteran brethren, my, my National Guard brethren who um, are often looking for better employment. Um, it's, it's difficult to juggle a, a reserve or guard uh, part-time career and a full-time civilian career. And I thought that Salesforce, and it worked so well for me to juggle both and been so flexible because of working in the cloud. Yeah, you you sort of have a template. You have a template experience, right? I mean, exactly. it yeah. wasn't there for you when you, um, this, this pattern, this program that was developed, VetForce, wasn't necessarily there for you, but you saw this pattern of the flexibility of working in the cloud, uh, mm -hmm. consulting opportunities where, hey, you're a resource and they want to use you when they can. And then if you're not available, there's sort of this programmer's mentality. Okay, we don't have that resource available. But as soon as you come back, they're like, hey, plug them back in. Let's get, yeah. get going again. And, and so that really has that flexibility. Whereas some careers are like, hey, where's your 40? We need your 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week. And you better be here next week. And you get two weeks off a year and that's your vacation. Yeah. Right. So VetForce and, and Salesforce, it, it's just an amazing outgrowth and combo. And I know that VetForce's mission is pretty specific. Um, I, you know, they probably have as you know, grandiose goals as anybody, but I think right now their goal is that they want to grow um, this program to serve 35,000 uh, veterans and spouses of veterans, not just veterans, but uh, mm -hmm. considering the family unit as being those who serve our country, we want to have um, opportunities also available to those spouses. And, and so what does VetForce offer um, I know I can say it, but I would love to hear what, what's your understanding. What does VetForce offer veterans? Uh, Certainly, yeah. It, it, it provides several things that are really key components for a, uh, uh, a career transition program um, like, like VetForce provides. And that's, uh, and that's what, you know, it kind of it, 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 that's how I uh, encapsulate it for people and explain it to them. It's a career transition program to give you tools that you can use to transition your career from either active military service or from uh, perhaps some other civilian career that's maybe not even in technology uh, into that while, you know, you may be serving in the Guard Reserve, things like that. And um, so it provides a community, first of all, of fellow veterans who are also on this transition journey from military service or, or some other civilian career that, uh, that's very different from working in the Salesforce ecosystem. Um, but then along with it in that community, the, the key component of that are these learning journeys that they have assembled for uh, the members of the community, the veterans who sign up for VetForce and validate their military service through um, the troop.id service 
uh, which is really fantastic. It makes it really easy to validate that you're a veteran based on uh, many different options that they provide. And, and then you begin with these learning journeys and it's connected with Trailhead, which is a, another awesome innovation from Salesforce that came about right around the same time as this VetForce program was, was uh, launched and, and um, began to grow. So they're, uh, they're combined into this really powerful program where you have this journey and you pick up a, a path and you can do multiple journeys simultaneously, Salesforce administrator and Salesforce developer, maybe Salesforce administrator and business analyst. And you're guided through the process of understanding what is the Salesforce ecosystem? What is a Salesforce platform? And then how do I use it to build applications to support the mission of my organization and to automate processes and to build collaboration, capture data, analyze data, and and automate uh, things so that we're serving customers better whether you know in, in any way that you may define a customer and um connecting the dots between your military experience and these tools that are used in the, in the commercial um, private sector or even, you know public sector now uh to serve constituents and customers and so you accomplish the trailhead badges and the VetForce program is tracking that and it shows you your progress it's very clearly laid out how you're progressing through the program and you you get to a point and the VetForce program uh, then you know, recognizes you, but you've achieved this level with Trailhead, and it unlocks the ability to sign up for an instructor-led class, which is a huge value to veterans that they would have to pay. For, you know, most people, um, uh, you know, kind of the general public has to pay for these classes from Salesforce Trailhead University, uh, but uh, Salesforce very generously is offering this to qualified veterans who progress through this journey, uh, these journeys that they've created in the VetForce community. And they can go to that uh, either online or in person if they can if they can travel to where the class is and go through this really rich, immersive instructor-led training that prepares you for the certification exams that Salesforce offers for Salesforce Administrator, Salesforce Developer, uh, App Builder, or uh, Sales Representative right now. And, and there's, there's more coming uh, along those lines um, as the program continues to evolve. And uh, so the... Uh, the, the goal is to get uh, these veterans to progress through the program and get certified, but they're also at the same time in the community discussing what they're learning with their fellow veterans, and they're getting mentored and coached. So we have, and so anybody can sign up to be a mentor or coach with VetForce and so get paired up with a veteran. To, to interrupt you, so you don't sure. have to be an actual veteran. You can be a member of the Salesforce Ohana, the general, the broader Salesforce ecosystem, right? You might be working as an administrator or developer. You could be a Salesforce power user mm -hmm. um, that knows the platform and you may be coaching them around business, but you could sign up to be a uh, VetForce Salesforce mentor. Absolutely, and we, we need you know as many as we can get uh, uh, from the community. We, we never have enough mentors and coaches. Um, as, as the VetForce program grows and more people are finding out about it and signing up, you know, 35,000 veterans and spouses, right. that's a huge community. We need at least 35,000 mentors and coaches, I would say, uh, right. or you know, close to that number. Uh, it'd be great to have one-to-one -one or even two-to-one mentors and coaches. You can't, you can't have too many mentors and coaches when you're yeah. making such a huge transition in your career and your life. I, I believe so. Um, and is that something that you've been able to participate in over the years? Yeah. So since, you know, since I was already deep into my Salesforce right. career, I said, well, I, you know, I've, I've already, I'm, I've been, been blessed to, to, to get, yeah. So I, I said, let me, I'm, I'm happy to help coach and, and explain uh, how to, how to take advantage of the opportunities in this ecosystem um, to, to the veterans that are progressing this program. So I, I've been uh, really blessed to work with veterans who have, gone through the program and gotten certifications and are 
seeking to build their experience and, and really um, expand their careers in the ecosystem. It's been so neat to watch the, the journey that people have been on and the personal growth that they've experienced. Um, and it's not, it's not easy. You know, there's a lot of work involved and a lot of commitment required. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the, a, a big challenge is getting relevant experience so that, you know, you have, uh, not only this, the training and the certification, but also mm -hmm. the practical experience that is needed to be successful in right. the, so in the civilian sector. Right. Yeah. Right. So I've done some office hours with the vet force program to explain, Hey, here's some ways that you can get experience, um, in, in the Salesforce ecosystem and, and community and, um, and individually work with veterans on, you know, how do they interview and, and how do they um, uh, continue to uh, to develop themselves as sales professionals after they've completed the program, got mm. the certification, yeah. um, and help them understand that there's, you know, beyond the vet force community, which is fantastic, there's this broader Salesforce community, the Ohana, that's very eager for them to join uh, with them and, and continue to learn and develop as Salesforce professionals. So mm -hmm. um, that's what you know we really want to do with the VetForce program, those of us who have already been in the Salesforce community for a long time and are, are advising and coaching in the VetForce program, we want this to just be an on-ramp into the Salesforce community and, and the, the user groups and the, the online collaboration groups and social media and so on. Um, is is that force is is one part of this larger ohana and larger right. ecosystem so, so from one from one sense of family inside the military to a another family yes. and i know i know that was something that um when i had served and left you know you can't you know there are a few situations in life where you see this maybe if you were uh, uh blessed to have the opportunity to serve in a sports team or something you get that mm -hmm. sense of family but obviously in the military it's a it's a very large and a, uh, a very tenured, long-term uh, established organization. So you have this history and you have this sense of like um, belonging, right? And then when you leave, of course you have that- veteran. It's camaraderie, you know, the camaraderie. Yeah, yeah the camaraderie, you, that, you get really immersed, you're living with these people. How do you find that? How do you yeah. find that in the workplace? It, it, you know, you might have a couple friends at work, but it's not- so <laughs> Yeah, like, but that's, that's what like I, I, I got. You know? Yeah, that's what attracted me to the Salesforce community. So yeah. early on was that that really deep camaraderie around this technology platform. It wasn't doing like really like around a CRM platform. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but it's so unique and it's so empowering that it really gets people passionate about it and committed to it because they have changed their own lives have been changed by the opportunity to innovate with it. And there's uh, there, there's so many op opportunities to serve people and to connect with people around this platform. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really created a unique environment, a unique community, a unique connection with people across the globe. You know, we, you and I both built connection with people all over the world around the Salesforce platform and mm -hmm. technology. And uh, you're solving problems together, which is, you know, aspect of military service. You're constantly problem solving and teamwork. And you're doing that with the Salesforce uh, platform and technology with teams across the world. And um, it, it it has, you know, some really unique and fascinating parallels between the two. And so I think that's a, a really important component is helping these veterans be successful is finding that camaraderie and that um, sense of accomplishment with solving problems or, you know, kind of relating to missions in the military. You know, you have this mission to go deliver something or, or achieve some ob objective together. And you do that with the Salesforce platform with a lot of satisfaction because it works and it's, it's so uh, innovative and you can communicate clearly with it. You can, you can have uh, really reliable information, which is so key to it's really anything, but particularly in the military, you've got to have good information and good communication and, and the Salesforce uh, ecosystem is really excellent at that, I believe. And so, um, 
yeah, there's some fascinating parallels there that absolutely. help the veterans uh, embrace this community. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, everyone, we'll have a we'll have a link to Vet Force and and the website. And so we want to talk to you, Alex, about Philly Force. Philly Force, as we mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, uh, is a Salesforce community-led conference event. And uh, Philly Force, believe it or not, has been around as long as, I believe, Midwest Dreaming, run by Eric Dreshfield and Denise Carbone and Jen. Almost. Almost. Yeah, al so, almost, so, yeah. I, I was really privileged to attend the first, yeah, the first Midwest Dreaming uh, in 2010, I believe it was, uh, or was it 2011? Uh, 2011. Um, and then, uh, yeah, about six months later. So I, that year, 2011, was a really transformational year for the Salesforce community. Uh, Midwest Dreaming, the first really major community organized conference there in Chicago. It was great, the Navy Pier, and getting folks together from all over the Midwest. And I happened to be out there for work, so I was able to attend. It was it was a fantastic event and uh, really inspired me in, in so many ways. And then also that year, the developer user groups were really coming to uh, fruition around the world. Um, and uh, I, I really wanted to connect with fellow developers, Salesforce developers, because it was a newer discipline um, as the Salesforce platform had just, you know, uh, developed, uh, had these, these tools, Apex and Visual Force, um, released and, and matured on the Salesforce platform. So uh, I, I founded the developer user group here in Philadelphia, um, and uh, uh, we, I was really excited that we had, like, 25 people show up at the first meeting. I was I was not even sure I could get into double digits. And considering the Salesforce user group in Philly, we had like seven or eight people in a conference room for the meetings, the first meetings I attended. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm happy to start with that for the developer user group. Uh, but we got like, yeah, 25 people showed up at the offices of uh, TargetX where we had our first meeting and um, they work in the higher ed space as ISV and the Salesforce ecosystem really uh, uh, supportive of us um, getting started, getting that group started and, and they, um, so we we had this nascent group of people who were interested in doing development or already doing development in the Salesforce platform. Uh, but then I had to leave a really short notice for my military training to become a navigator. So I um, I asked some new members of our group, Matthew Botis uh, and Ami Asiag, uh, to to take it over for me on really short notice, and they did. They took it over and um, kept the group going and and really consistently held meetings and recruited new members. And so we you know we had thirty to forty members there. Uh, uh, in the early days um, of 2011, and they started the first Philly Force conference. It was a really small group. One, it was a day-long uh, event they held um, in uh, University City in, in Philadelphia, which is a good kind of central gathering spot for everybody in the region, Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland, mm. even up to New York and, and down <laughs> to D.C. So it was, you know, the kind of the usual suspects of uh, small group, 30 to 40 people. Um, but they spent all day together instead of just like an evening meeting, which is a sure. kind of habit. Yeah. So uh, so that everybody loved it. Like, hey, let's do it again. So they did it again the next year. And um, so it just grow. It's kind of almost doubled in size every year <laughs> or, or, you know, grown by, you know, 30 to 50 percent every year in terms of attendance. And, and our group has grown as a result. Uh, it just blows me away now. We have over 1,700 members on our meetup group. Um, and, and 1,700 now, members? Yeah, you know, we've accumulated a lot over the years of people from out of sure. town that joined the group, but but, but you know, still. That, that they're all still in the group, 1,700 people, and, and wow. there's new members joining every week, which amazes me. Um, and uh, and our, our group attendance to our regular meetings has, has increased steadily. And um, so... Uh, so the, the conference continued to grow and we got more sponsors and bigger space and, um, 
more and more so. So last year, it really kind of reached critical mass, and we had to get a much bigger venue than we'd had um, previously in University City. So we found this venue called World Cafe Live, which is a really unique live music space uh, that's part of University of Philadelphia, or excuse me, University of Pennsylvania uh, in Philadelphia. And um, <clears throat> we, uh, we we got a lot of sponsors to uh, to support us, and we had uh, over uh, 215 people show up. We had almost 360 people registered, um, and uh, and and we and what's great is the sponsors have been such fantastic supports to us, and and they pay for everything: the venue, the food, mm -hmm. um, all of the of the amenities for the conference, and so we're able to give free admission to anybody who's able to come and RSVP. So, um, and it's really neat. So we are the developer group, but we, we have a lot of admins. So part of that, you know, 700 members, we have admins and uh, business analysts and architects and a, a very diverse group uh, in the Philly Force uh, group. Uh, but we're still, you know, kind of at our core uh, is developer user group. So I do try to make sure we have a good um, depth of content that is, that is technical and we're talking about really um, Enterprise grade solutions in the Salesforce mm. platform, mm -hmm. but last year was really neat. We had um, we had a talk by an Einstein product manager last year uh, to start things off in the morning, and it's really fascinating talks about um, artificial intelligence and enterprise architecture um, throughout the day, and then capstone by Dana Hall from the Trailhead team at the end. She was awesome and fantastic, and everybody just loved the the content and the venue was fantastic, and it was really a unique and. Uh, experience and and vibe and very uniquely Philadelphia and so um, we also have Philly Tech Week every year which is a, a standalone Tech Week event and um, <clears throat> so uh, last year we had to we had to kind of go outside of Philly Tech Week on the calendar because the, the the world tour in New York was during Philly Tech Week and we didn't want to compete with that so this year um, the world tour is the week before. It's the Thursday before uh, April 26th, but uh, our event is Monday, April 30th. It's back at World Cafe Live. We've, we've made some changes to the the, uh, the setup and things to uh, accommodate more people and to um, provide an even better experience than we had last year. And I'm really excited about it. We've got a lot of great uh, sponsors step up to help us out, and we've got an amazing lineup of speakers that I'm really excited about. We've got Andy Fawcett, who recently joined Salesforce from Financial Force, the CTO of Financial Force, and wrote oh the my book, goodness. Uh, Force.com uh, Enterprise Architecture Patterns. Um, and uh, so I wanted him to come and talk about his uh, kind of his roadmap and vision for what he's going to be doing as VP of uh, uh, Product Management for the Salesforce platform. So he's he's going to be giving us a really uh, unique talk about about what he's doing um, on the product management team there and and uh, some uh, you know new concepts for the platform and then uh, we've got um, uh, we've got Michael Smith from Salesforce.org working on a really unique project learning as well we've got um, Svaka Simpson from Aperio talking about how to uh, become a developer architect in the Salesforce ecosystem so we're going to have some career development aspects to it women in technology and um, uh, and then some Salesforce DX stuff from David Reed, new member of our of our community here in Philly. Um, continuous uh, um, integration and, and development with Salesforce DX. And then um, uh, really, we got we got the Bicycle Coalition in Philadelphia. Um, our Salesforce and Friends Bike MS team um, giving a pitch about what uh, what they're doing this year with that program. Um, and uh, and then I was blown away that that uh, that she agreed to do it. Sarah Franklin, EVP of uh, developer relations general manager trailhead is coming to wrap up the conference uh, with a sort of fireside chat at the end so <laughs> i was i was blown away that uh, she said yes i'll come out and hang out with you guys in philly so super stoked you have sarah franklin 
executive vice president, uh, not just of Trailhead, but developer relations. Yep. You have um, Andy Fawcett, okay, who is, is, is before even he was at Salesforce, now he's in the core of Salesforce platform. He was the Uber like, technologist in the yeah, Salesforce I mean, ecosystem. There's nobody who's more. <laughs> I mean, seriously, between him yeah. and Kara Bowden, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's, look. Amazing. And you, and you left out the other three from our oh, lineup sorry, that, are, that are, you know, they're amazing, but you know. <laughs> you got Salesforce DX, you have, uh, uh, you got women in technology. Yeah. Um, so let me ask. And, and nonprofit success back. Yeah, so we've got, we've got it all covered in one I'm day, sorry, you know. Yeah, it's, it's oh like, yeah. So, so let me ask you one more question then about Philly Force. Yeah. So Philly Force 2018, it's happening in the month, uh, mm -hmm. in conjunction with Philly Tech Week this year. Um, yep question why can you can you pitch somebody who's maybe outside of the philly area aside from just the guest list what is it that that you think um philadelphia has that is kind of a its own unique uh take on the salesforce ecosystem or what um what is it about it that you know as you've traveled the salesforce ecosystem you just you have a love for philly and mm -hmm. you know, obviously you live there in that area. What do you love about Philly? What, what do you love about the Philly Salesforce ecosystem? I like to call Philly is a, a big city with a small town feel. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of communities and culture and history um, and passion in the Philadelphia uh, region. And you see it in our, our sports team, you know, our passion for our sports teams here. And, and uh, you know, we're coming off the Super Bowl wins. Everybody's really excited about that. And, but also more broadly in technology and startup and business, um, Philadelphia is often overlooked in that regard, but we've got some amazing uh, startup success stories here and, and neat technologies. Boomi, a uh, really um, key integration vendor in the Salesforce ecosystem started here in the Philly suburbs, uh, not far from where I live. And, um, We've got uh, lots of other uh, big technology companies. The SAP is headquartered in uh, in the Philadelphia area, and obviously, you know, kind of <laughs> uh, sort of uh, separate from the Salesforce ecosystem. But my point is, we have a strong technology base gotcha. and, and business and industry enterprise base here. It's very diverse. This area, all of these different industries have uh, have big um, footholds here in this area, and um, is it's it's a very you know the diversity in in um, so many ways uh, and so many universities in the area. We have students from all over the world here and, and so much culture and history with, you know, really the, the birthplace of our nation uh, in Philadelphia and um, the, the downtown of Philadelphia has gone through such a renaissance in the past few decades. And it's a beautiful place to visit this time of year in springtime. And um, there's, uh, you know, such a fascinating culture and community in Philadelphia. Uh, and it's great because you're halfway between New York and Washington, DC, and, and you're close to the, to the beach. And so from an East Coast um, culture immersion standpoint, it's a great place to visit and soak in so much in such a, uh, a close knit area. Um, that's, that's, you know, some of the things that I love about it. That's great. That's great, man. So gosh, if anyone can make it out to Philly Force, please do. Tickets are free. Obviously, uh, they can. And, and, oh, and our venue is like a block and a half from 30th Street Station, which is our Amtrak station, which all the trains in the Northeast Corridor go through there uh, up to New York and down to D.C. and all up to Boston and, and uh, down to all points uh, south and, and west. So um, it's, it's easy if you're on Amtrak um, to, to get on the train and come up and hang out with us for the day from uh, either of those metros. Uh, we welcome anybody from out of town, um, but uh, you know, we'd love to have as many 
Salesforce professionals from the Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area, tri-state uh, tri region um, to join us. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Alex, with travel in mind, do yes. you have a travel tip? Do you, is there something that you always do to set yourself up for success when you travel, whether it be for the military or for as a consultant um, or just doing stuff with MVPs and maybe attending events like Dreamforce and so forth? Um, what, what's something that you like to do? What are a couple of things you like to do when you travel? Yeah, thanks uh, for that uh, that question. Um, there's there's a lot of things I love to travel. I love to explore new places, and I think the best way way to do that is on foot and just get out and go for a walk um, and look up, look around. Uh, don't be afraid to talk to people, talk to locals, and ask them for advice on what to do, what to see, where to eat. Um, and and I love uh, immersing myself in the local culture in that way and walking to to a place to eat, you know, I like to stay someplace where I can walk to, to, to the local area and, and to, um, restaurants and, and, um, cultural attractions and things like that. So I think that's the, the best thing is don't be afraid to step outside the door of, of wherever you're staying, a hotel, mm. Airbnb, whatever it is, and, and go out and breathe the air and, and see the sights and, uh, don't, you know, stop and, and smell the roses, you know, gaze at, at the, at, uh, the architecture and the, the um, the landscape um, I can never get enough looking at architecture and landscapes and and um, enjoying you know experiencing it firsthand and and being there in the middle of it. That's outstanding. Yeah, and I you know to the audience I can testify to that. You know Alex and I have taken many walks, but uh, I remember one in particular here this at the end of Dreamforce this last year, and uh, we we worked it out so that we could hang out the day afterwards and uh, go for a walk down along the. Um, the coastline there, uh, right mm -hmm. at the head uh, where it starts off by uh, Golden Gate Bridge. And then we walk down uh, towards the beach side, the uh, Outer Sunset neighborhood, and uh, where, you know, the beach and Golden Gate uh, Park kind of run into. And uh, just a fantastic time. Of course, there's mm -hmm. a lot of memorials to uh, World War II and, and uh, San Francisco's, uh, you know, engagement in, in that uh, period of our history. Uh, mm -hmm. But just a fantastic walk there along the coastline and opportunity to talk uh, yeah. and learn. So, yeah, fantastic. I love to get out and walk myself. I enjoy that. Hey, Alex, thank you so much for being our guest and, and just sharing your experiences with Salesforce. And, and, and thank you for your service and continued service in the military. And, and if you have deployment, of course, just let us know and we'll, we'll be uh, praying and thinking good thoughts for you. Um, hey, thank you so much. And we hope to see you at Philly Force. Thanks so much for having me, Zachary. I look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. All right, man. Thanks. Hey, everybody. This is Zachary Jeans, and I've been your host on BA Travel Star Podcast. Every week, we talk with the movers, the groovers, people doing cool stuff in the Salesforce ecosystem around events and work. We even goof off a little bit. So subscribe, tell a friend, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.